All right, it's Friday. It's 10.01 a.m. Eastern Time. You're listening to Enlightened Radio at www.enlightenedradio.org. And we're beginning the recording of a live uh, broadcast of The Poetry Show, <clears throat> uh, featuring my good friend and uh, our longtime host on this uh, <laughs> uh, off and on program on different platforms, uh, Janet Harrison. And uh, today's poems that she has uh, uh, featured are just, uh, once again, just lovely. And I'd only heard one of them before, uh, read one of them before ever, <clears throat> but they are in the, the theme of thresholds and doorways and such. Um, so Janet, uh, introduce us to uh, where we're going today. Well, like you said, the theme is doors and thresholds. And I actually started and built this poem around the first poem, which is the first poem I ever read by Adrian Rich, which is Prospective Immigrants, Please Note, a 1962 poem. And um, I read this, um, I think when Andy was an intern, it was in the medical newsletter. And it was the first poem I had ever read by Adrienne Rich. So it was my introduction to her poetry. Right. Um, and I'll start by reading it. So this was the inspiration for the Doors and uh, Thresholds poem theme. Perspective immigrants, please note. Either you will go through this door or you will not go through. If you go through, there is always the risk of remembering your name. Things look at you doubly, and you must look back and let them happen. If you not, do not go through, it is possible to live worthily, to maintain your attitudes, to hold your position, to die bravely. But much will blind you, much will evade you, and at what cost, who knows? The door itself makes no promises. It is only a door. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> this. Uh, it. Um, and but it's it's not just a door, is it? <laughs> no. <clears throat> Somehow, in our imagination, it's uh, it becomes something uh, more and. Uh, signifies transition uh, yes would change i actually found when i was getting the show together normally i'm I'm searching for poems on my theme and this uh, so many people have written about doors um it was amazing yeah um, <laughs> it was uh, very popular um and and so i had more trouble choosing the poem choosing among the poems than i had finding poems right 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 well, these, uh, I, I love this one. It's, um, well, I, I, it uses the, the idea of the door and the glass a little bit. I mean, the other ones don't. Um, I actually thought that uh, a couple of the others were, uh, you could read this one too in a more humorous fashion. Yes. But, but there's a couple that come, uh, or at least one that you included there that on the list that, that was uh, I. I always started laughing reading it. You know, it was really it was very good. You know, but, but. <clears throat> anyway. So where do you want to go next, my friend? <clears throat> okay. Well, the next one is the Marge Piercy poem, 
Our oh doors gosh. opening, closing on us. And March I, Piercy is probably better known as a novelist than a right. poet, but she's actually a fine poet as well. We've done one of her poems before when we did the High Bun um, show. Right. That's correct. We did. That's right. Uh, but she's extremely gifted and at almost any kind of writing. Um, she writes a very dense novel. Um, it's, you know, the writing is very rich in places. So, uh, so did you wanna, do you want to read this one or do you want me to read it? You can read it. Oh, okay. Doors opening, closing on us. And um, Marge Piercy is still going, right? This, uh, yes, she is. Uh, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> Maybe there is more of the magical in the idea of a door than in the door itself. It's a matter of going through into something else. But while some doors lead to cathedrals arching up overhead like stormy skies, and some to sumptuous auditoriums, and some to caves of nuclear monsters. Most just yield a bathroom or a closet. Still, the image of a door is liminal, passing from one place into another, one state into the other, boundaries and promises and threats, inside to outside, light into dark, dark into light, cold into warm, known into strange, safe into terror, wind into stillness, silence into noise or music. We slice out life into segments by rituals, each a door into a presumed new phrase, new phase. We see ourselves progressing from room to room, perhaps dragging our toys along until the last door opens and we pass at last into was. <laughs> That's pretty potent <laughs> for us old yes. folks. <laughs> but I thought the part where it says most just yield a bathroom or a closet, still the image of a door is liminal, passing from one place into another one state to another, boundaries and promises and threats. I thought that was the heart of the poem, you know, that you just don't know when you come to a door. And at the end, she has that little bit of um, a side dragging her toys along. Right, until, As well, a, from the cradle to the grave. Yeah, I mean, she's got this uh, yeah. these transitions. Uh, yeah, I, I felt that the, the poem picks up speed as it goes along. It has momentum. Did you? Yes, it does. You know? Yeah. So. Inside to outside, light into dark, dark into light, yeah. cold to warm, wind yeah. to strange, yeah. safe into terror, wind into stillness, silence into noise or music. We slice our life into segments by rituals, each to do our to a presumed new phase. I thought that was very potent, um, oh. all those transitions oh. that she named. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was... Uh, she's She's... She's brilliant. <laughs> she really is. <laughs> oh my goodness! <clears throat> I I think that one's going to leave our listeners thinking. It, it left me thinking, um, 
and so I'm, I'm I think it's going to work. Um, it was a good choice. Um, so, what's next, pal? <clears throat> um, well, there's two poems, and they both have the same title. And I thought that this was interesting to do them both because um, they're very different poems, even on the same theme. And we did this once as an exercise um, in one of my writing groups. We were given the title, and we all wrote poems to that title, and they all came out very right. different. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Right. But this is the title is Threshold, and I'll read the Maggie Smith poem. Okay. Which I'm pulling up right now. Um, and Maggie Smith is actually, she, she's a younger poet. Um, she's, um, she got, she had the poem go viral, the one about, um, what is it called? Um, anyhow, it was all over the place, and it really made her career, but also, you know, kind of derailed things for her, too. Um, I can't remember which the name of the poem. It's the one about where she compares life to a house. Good bones. Yeah, right. Yes. That's right. That's right. You're right. Now, I recall it now. Yes. So that poem was all over the place about, you know, four or five years ago, I think it was. Maybe I was still in Spalding then because she's, um, she was on the faculty of Spalding. I don't know if she still is. I never worked with her. She came on after I graduated. Right. This is called Threshold by Maggie Smith. And I love the first line of this poem. This is one, why I chose it. You want a door, you can be on both sides of it once. You want to be on both sides of here and there, now and then, together and... What do we call the life we would wish back? The old life, the before, alone. But any open space may be a threshold, an arch of entering and leaving, crossing a field, wading through nothing but timothy grass. Imagine yourself passing from and into, passing through doorway after doorway after doorway. <laughs> that's a nice, but that's a, that's a, a a little similar in theme uh, to um, well the same question being asked. So yes, what that had a, has a complicated. I mean, our, our listeners can't hear it, but the stanzas in that poem um, look like a little passing or shaped like a passing cloud, with their indentations. Yeah. Their that uh, I guess are the indentations are symmetric. So it's the same. Let's see, uh, first line, second line, indent, third line, blank, <laughs> fourth line, indent again, fifth line, back up and indent. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of a, <clears throat> but without a rhyme scheme, but it has a, a structural scheme to it that you see when you're, when you're reading it on a page, so... And if our readers want to, if our listeners want to read it, it's on the Poetry Foundation website. Right. It's a very fine website. Oh yeah, yes. I mean, they 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 do a great job, <clears throat> and um, it's become very rich uh, with content going all the way back. It's just it's wonderful. Um, so the other poem you had is also called Threshold. This is by R.S. Thomas. Do you know, I, I don't know that much about R.S. Thomas. Do you? 
R.S. Uh, Thomas is a Welsh poet. Uh, okay. Um, right. And he um, he's considered one of the the premier poets uh, of well, Wales. He was a nationalist. Um, he didn't like the fact that Wales was becoming anglicized. Oh no. Uh, yeah, trying right. to his poetry harks back to Welsh traditions, but this isn't one that really is about politics. Um, but he is he is well known and one of the um, one of the best of the Welsh poets. Was he also uh, sympathetic with Irish nationalism and a kind of brotherhood there of some sort, uh, or no? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Yeah. But I, I, mean, I haven't. I just read a short biography of him. I wasn't aware of his poetry either. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at his pictures, you know he's he he lived to be eighty-seven. Um, got married for the second time, I think, when he was around eighty-three or eighty-four. Because uh, they <laughs> yeah. he was married to his first wife for like fifty years, and then apparently she died, and then he remarried after a period of time when he was in his eighties. Um, but yeah. if you see his pictures, he's he's he looks like. This very majestic older man, um, very yeah, you know, just his face looks very powerful. Oh, okay. So he's uh hmm, that's interesting. All right. Well want me to read uh, this one by R. S. Thomas? This is Threshold. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> threshold. Um and I guess this is from uh well this the book is was published two thousand one. Um but it says here, a source was from poems around 1985, poems of R.S. Thomas. Uh, okay, so just getting the idea of when it might have been written. I emerge from the mind's cave into the worst darkness outside, where things pass and the Lord is in none of them. <laughs> I have heard the still, small voice, and it was that of the bacteria demolishing my cosmos. I have lingered too long on this threshold, but where can I go? To look back is to lose the soul. I was uh, leading upwards towards the light. To look forward, uh, what balance is needed at the edges of such an abyss? I am alone on the surface of a turning planet. What to do but, uh, like Michelangelo's Adam, put my hand out into an unknown space, hoping for the reciprocating touch. You know, um, of course, the last stanza of that poem is, um, you know, referring to, I guess it's Michelangelo's painting on the Sistine Chapel, am I right? Uh, yes, where, where Adam's uh, hand is outstretched and God is reaching to God. toward him. And it wasn't until just a few years ago that someone, you know, an art student, serious one, um, I'm sure my wife or one of her friends could have told me this too, but I never bothered to ask, you know, what's the big red thing behind God in the picture? Is it a big, looks like a, a slice of a melon or something. Actually, it turns out it was uh, a slice right through the middle of a human brain. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. 
I hadn't known that either. And there is God reaching out from a inside a human brain to Adam. Pretty cool, you know. And I just kept saying, you know, I wonder if the Vatican they must have seen that, no? <laughs> they, they might have hired a guy that was playing a trick on them. I don't know. Anyway, who knows? Too far back to, to tell. But, well, that's the thing that caught me about that poem, is that stanza, you know, about the, yeah. the I thought that was really nice. Uh, I thought it was a very different thresholds are much more dangerous in that poem than they are in Maggie Smith's poem. Um, it harks back to the yeah. Adrian Rich poem, the door is dangerous. True. That's true. Right. That's right. And and they, and none of the poems dealt, did they? I, I mean, Maybe I missed it, but I, if I was thinking about a door, except for when Adrian said you'd like to see on both sides of it, but there's the knock on the door. That's, that's the sound that a door makes, right, a lot of the time. Yes. It, you know. I, I would have thought maybe that there's somebody that must have been done something about, you know, ripping on the knock on the door <laughs> before the day answer. My immediate association is the fairy tale about um, when the bear comes to the household and the bear actually uh -huh. turns out to be a prince in the end. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, rose red and snow white. Right. The fairy tale. Yeah. Okay, so that's and that knock kind of, on the door, right? Opens that palm, <laughs> or the door on. Um, I mean, other things have doors besides just rooms, right? Um, yes. So, although it's always, it's always implied that there's there's more than one side. <clears throat> so I wonder what the Zen poetry about doors might be. That'd be something I'd go look up. That'd be interesting. Yes. Um, well, there's anyway, lots, of, but, lots of doors and openings and transitions. It's a very rich scene. There's lots of poetry out there. And I oh, just picked five. Right. Well, I think you did it. Well, we're going through, look, I can, I can, I can get, be a real hack here and say, look, folks out there, we're going through lots of momentous changes right now. I think poetry about transitions would probably be, you know, a good defense in the morning as you walk through your day these days because <laughs> the unexpected could happen at any moment. <laughs> so, I, I Yes, we had great. that great line in the winter poems, life is sudden, the world is suddener than we fancy it. Uh, uh, yes, right. That's right. Well, do we have a closing poem to deal with or was this yes, a little... we do. It's called The Door. Oh, okay. Poet Miroslav Holub, who I'm name I probably just mangled. I what, apologize. What was it? What was the name again? I'm sorry. Miroslav Holub. Oh yeah, I got his thing in front of me here. Let me see. It's called the door, um, and it Miroslav is. Uh, he was a Czech poet, but he was also a scientist. He was an immunologist, and that shows up in some of his poems. Not so much in this one, but he was. Um, right. He was a beloved poet of. Seamus Haney and some of the other British poets, and he's been translated pretty right. widely. He's probably better known outside the Czech Republic than he is within it. Is this in translation, or did he write it in English? In translation, know? and it okay. doesn't me mention who the translator is. Um, so I'm sorry, I can't. It's it's Blood Axe Books. 
Right. Um, okay. It's reproduced, but it doesn't well, give me the. You can't come with a higher recommendation than Seamus Haney, in 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 my view. So. Um. So this is called just the door. Very simple poem, except deceptively simple. Let me just say it that way. Okay. Go and open the door. Maybe outside there's a tree or a wood, a garden, or a magic city. Go and open the door. Maybe a dog's rummaging. Maybe you'll see a face or an eye or the picture of a picture. Go and open the door. If there's a fog, it will clear. Go and open the door. Even if there's only the darkness ticking, even if there's only a hollow wind, even if nothing is there, go and open the door. At least there'll be a draft. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> that, now that's a, uh, that, that close is, I really like that because after all this apprehension, you know, uh, I, I, I could stand a breeze. Could you open the door, please? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Uh, <clears throat> well, so I love the imagination of all the things that could be on the other side of the door. Well, um, right. And it's the opposite things. kind of tension and uh, or absence of momentum in a way that you saw in March Piercy's poem, where it builds to uh, almost cosmic conclusion, babies and death. Yes. You know? And now you're uh, in this one. It's uh, it's like a passing, it's like a passing fear, a passing apprehension, a passing anxiety or something at the uh, a possibility, yes. and uh, and with the, with the breeze, you know, with a, with a, with a, a draught or a draft. Anyway, it's just yeah. uh, I thought that was a very clever. I bet you sounded like he had read a lot of door poems and decided to put a new twist on it, you know, to me. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> well, these are wonderful, Janet. I think they'll. Uh, I mean, I think these are great poems to uh, take in before you you finish the day's work. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it is. You know, I think it helps. Uh, for example, I have some doors I have to open here, and getting this thing produced, and so I'm I'm less afraid of it now than I sometimes am. <laughs> anyway. All right. Um, okay, so we're not going to be here next Wednesday, uh, but I'll be here the following Wednesday, and on the following Wednesday, we'll be starting at 9 o'clock. Oh, I have that. 9.30. 9.30. That's our schedule. Okay. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetry Show, uh, broadcasting here usually on Wednesdays at 10 uh, on Eastern Time on www.enlightenradio.org. Remember, you can always go to also to player.enlightenradio.org. Uh, and before I am caught lying, no, it's still streaming. <laughs> okay. Um, and that shows up also on very small devices to play if you want to. Take care of each other. It's late, but everything comes next. <laughs>